Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 33 of the Walk with Ethan Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black. Today, we're going to, sorry, we're going to talk about the shows from Monday, May 8th through Thursday, May 11th. So we'll just go right into it. So we're going to kick it off with Monday, May 8th with Monday Night Raw. So we kick it off with Cody Rhodes coming down the ring. He asked Jazzville, Florida, what they want to talk about. This is he appreciates the reception he received. He said Jacksonville was his home during the pandemic, top of AEW, where lots of good memories were made before addressing backlash. He said he didn't get to celebrate all the pomp and circumstances since he was preparing for his match with Brock Lesnar. He discovered that what Lesnar was middle of was made of because it was all over this fist. He prayed for his win, then announces Lesnar is the rare fear mayor. When it's clear what's next for him is the world heavyweight title. Then he calls for the bracket of the tournament to be pulled up. As he makes way to where the world title is sitting top of the ramp, he tends to find tooth and nail to become the world heavyweight champion. And he says he has the honor of coming, of calling for the tournament to begin. So we hear the music of Seth Rollins. He appears there as Cody Rhodes makes way down to the ring. Then we come back from commercial break. We head to a video recapping the same launch tree fight at Backlash. So before I get to the first match of the show, the tournament brackets was it was Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Rollins, David Priest. And then Finn Balor, Cody Rhodes, and Miz on for the Raw side. For the SmackDown side, it's AJ Styles, Edge versus Rey Mysterio. And the second or final quarterfinal match is United States Champion Austin Theory versus Bobby Lash versus Sheamus. So on, so we kick it off with the first of two quarterfinal matches from the Raw side. So it's Shinsuke Nakamura for Seth Rollins versus Damian Priest. So match starts with Damian Priest looking for him to both Nakamura and Rollins. Then fires up right hands on Rollins for catching Nakamura for several stumps. Nakamura responds with integrating Rollins and crashing to the outside. Then Rollins and Nakamura throw each other down. Nakamura goes a knee to Rollins' midsection, falls with a kick to his head. Nakamura rolls to the outside and Priest looks for a boot. Nakamura sends Priest climbed to the apron, then hits a running knee. Then knee the back of his head as we cut to a commercial break. When we come back from break, Rollins and Priest go back full forms and center of the ring. Rollins gets the upper hand dealers a knee and then sends Nakamura face first into the middle of the turnbuckle. He climbs to the top and throws a crossbody at both men. Priest and Nakamura both put him on the outside. And <clears throat> Rollins hits both men with tope suicidas. He tried to hit Priest with a second one, but Priest hits a right hand. He gets back in the ring since Nakamura into the corner, but Nakamura drapes him on the top turnbuckle. He climbs to the top and hits a flying knee. Rollins pulls him up for a two count. Priest loves a right hand to Nakamura's drop, but Rollins loves for a springboard. Priest catches him with an elevated flatliner. It looks to level Nakamura one, but Shinsuke... Thought the same, and they take each other with kicks. The Rollins hits Priest with a super kick, and then Nakamura hits a kick of his own to Rollins. Nakamura looks to plant Rollins, but Rollins slams his feet and hits a distance lariat. He climbs up to the top rope, but Priest knocks him down. He tries to go for the Rager's edge, but Rollins escapes. It's a curse stone. Goes to the cover, Nakamura breaks up the pen at the last second. So he starts training right hands with Rollins. Nakamura then plants Rollins, sets with a key and shots up, but Priest takes him out and tosses Rollins out of the ring. Then Nakamura locks an ankle submission, but Rollins breaks over with a frog splash off the top rope and then drills Nakamura to the mat with the pedigree, advances to the semifinals at 13 minutes and 20 seconds. This was an excellent match to kick off Raw. I give this one 8 out of 10. So he will meet the winner of the second triple threat match later in the show. Then we go backstage with the Imperium. Gene Von eventually looked at Kaiser paired around saying that Gunther's Major's Raw debut this Monday on Raw. Before they run into the undisputed tag team champs coming on Sammy's aim. <clears throat> Sammy tells him here in the middle of some appearance fresh and frustrates for feeling disrespected. Then he tells Owen Saints to watch their bat in their undisputed tag team dolls, which we get the match later in the show. Then our second match with Otis going one on one with Mustafa Ali. Aust- 
Ollie looks locks a sleeper. Ollie escapes and hits a short tackle. Sets up a cradle press. Ollie escapes before Ollie's cats with a clothesline turns him side out. He throws a splash in the corner to try to go for the caterpillar. Chad Gable encourages him to hit it, but Maxine Dupree tells him not to. Try to talk him out of it. So Ollie ducks. Uh, then charges at Ollie, but Ollie ducks out of the way. Ollie's crashing the ring post shoulder first. Ollie climbs the top rope and connects with the four fifty splash for the win at two minutes and eighteen seconds. I give this one four out of ten. Then our third match of the show, our final quarterfinal match on the Raw side, is Finn Balor versus Miz versus Cody Rhodes. The winner meets Steph Rollins in the semifinals. So Balor is sent to the outside. The Miz rolls up Cody Rhodes for a two count. Balor rolls Miz up for of his own, but Miz kicks out. Cody hits him with they saw a Russian leg sweep. Then sends Miz and crash on top with a delayed vertical suplex. Then they all three go to the outside. Cody hits both men with Tope Suicidas. Suicidas. We got to a commercial break. After the break, Rhodes hits a missile draw kick to Balor and Miz off the top rope. He fires the right hands and kicks on Miz and Balor. Then delivers the right hand and a short title to Balor. Hits a scoop pass from the Miz before hitting a double Cody cut on both men. Then he catches Balor with a disastrous kick, but Miz comes back and hits both men with a double DDT. Miz looks for the skull crush finale, but Cody clotheslines him to the floor. Balor delivers an elbow drop on the draw kick to Rhodes and sends to the top row and sets up for the Cody Grom. But Cody ducks out of the way, but Miz sends him crash to the outside and hits a skull crush finale to Balor. Goes for the cover, but Cody breaks up the pin. Cody sends Balor to the outside. And then hits a crosswords to Miz. Miz sends him out there and goes for the cover, but Cody prevents him doing so. So he hits Miz with three crosswords. He goes for the cover. We see Brock Lesnar appears on hour, pulls him out of the ring, hits F5 on the floor. Bauer takes advantage and hits Miz with the Cody Graw for the win at 9 minutes and 20 seconds. Was it a bad triple threat? I like the the opening one better, the Rollins knock one priest better. This one gets 7 out of 10. You figure Brock was going to cost Cody. That was predictable, but I mean, does it hurt? So sometimes predictability is good. So Balor will meet Rollins in the semifinals of the of the show in the main event. Then after the match, Lesnar puts Cody Rhodes for the announcement with an F5. He grabs it from Mox Rhodes by asking what he wants to talk about. Then he says he wants to talk about himself. Then he tells Rhodes to look into his face. He tells him he wants to fight. He challenges him to a fight at United Champions and asks Cody what he has to say to that. Lesnar leaves ring's eye as Adam Pearson on officials check on Cody. Then we come back for break. We go backstage. We see Cody is being escorted to the medical area by officials. There are fourth match of the shows, a non-title match. SmackDown Women's Team, Rhea Ripley goes with Dana Brooke. Brooke delivers a draw kick at, and then fires up right to left hands where Rhea Ripley responds for the hit, but but Dana came out with a modified bulldog, comes to the top where Ripley catches her, gut buster, rip tie, and then the prison trap. For this is a quick submission one at a minute 42. I give this one 3 out of 10. Nice little squash match for Rhea Ripley. So after the match, Ripley hits a second... Riptide and locks in prison trap once again. Do we hear the music of Natalia? She comes down the ring, takes her time as Rhea still had to hold on her, but let's go. It's the tag gets in the ring, they stare each other down. So that's probably gonna be the night champions match. And then so our fifth match of the show, we got another non-time. That's just something to see. Undisputed every tag team champs coming on Sami Zayn. Go against Giovanni Vichy and Ludwig Kaiser of Imperium. Match starts up with Sane and Kaiser lock up. They go back forward with submission holds before Sane dumps Kaiser to the outside. Giovanni Vichy tags in those uppercut, but Sane sends him face with the middle turnbuckle. He climbs the top, but Kaiser knocks him off. Kaiser tags in, hits the right hand to Sane. He fires and fires on takes Vinci back in. Imperium hit double teams on Sammy. And then they glow as we cut to a commercial break. 
We come after break, Sammy makes a high take to Kevin Owens as he fires right hands and stomps on Kaiser. Right hand to his hand, a back body drop, falls up with an inverted atomic drop and a clothesline. Comes to Tom a swanton bomb, goes to the car, but Finchie broke it up, and then he tags him. Finchie continues to write down Owens and tags Kaiser back, and Kaiser delivers an integrity, but Kevin Owens takes him out. Finchie tags in, and Owens lands super kick on Zane. Super kick on Finchie. Zane tags in his hits Holuba kick for the win. At 9 minutes and 54 seconds. Fun little tag match. I guess one 6 out of 10. And then we go back to which we see Sonny Deville and Chelsea Green gets injured for a petition. They run into the way that's Candice Ray, Johnny Gargano, and Indy Hartwell. They explain their petition to get a rematch for the women's tag team titles. As they pass the petition around and Indy sees an ask the unseen person next to her what they think. As the camera paints or it's her husband, Dexter Loomis. And he gives Deville and Green the thumbs down to close that statement. Then our sixth match of the show, we got Zoe Stars going with Nikki Cross. This was set up backstage as Barn was interviewed during the show. So Stark slaps Nikki Cross, delivers a knee to the midsection, fires up stomps. Cross sends Cross into the top thermal face first. Then she delivers a close on, but Nikki kicks her into the knee, throws a kick to the face, splash in the corner, tries to go for Daniel DT, but Starks gets out of the way, hits a super kick, and falls with the said 360 for the win at two minutes and 29 seconds. Nice, well, impressed raw debut for Zoe Starks. I just won five out of ten. Then we had two backstage to a video conversation with Dominic Series. They were Woods. Ripley was getting interviewed by Byron Sykes, but Dominic heard Akira telling Woods laughing. So basically, that's how the match up. And then Woods called him dumb dumb, which I did get a laugh out of that. So Trish Trash makes went down to the ring. She points to her shirt that features a missing poster of Becky Lynch. As seen, as anyone's seen her, just worry about her and but she'll longer be found in the corner of Ireland. She says Lynch won't be coming to Raw because it's her own show and no one's doing her spotlight. So we hear the music of Becky Lynch, but she doesn't appear. Strash starts to laugh, pulling out Shawn Michaels from 2005 with Bret Hart. And calls fans gullible for thinking it was Lynch. She tells a story about a doll she bought for her daughter. She's her daughter one named doll Becky Lynch because she was pretty, and but she continued Mickey, Becky's music hits once again. Trish said the joke's over, but Lynch was actually behind her, and then she takes her down with her right hand, falls up with the uppercut of Beck's bowler, then she grabs her microphone, tells Strass, if she wants her, then she's right there. So this is probably going to be the United Champions match, if not SummerSlam, but we'll wait and see. Then our seventh match of the show, Dominic Castillo goes with Xavier Woods. The match starts with a lockup. They go back for submission holds for Woods. Hits a drop kick and tap up right hands. He delivers serious stones, falls with right hands, but Dominic dumps him out to the floor as Rhea Ripley laughs at him as we cut to a commercial break. We come back for break. Dominic hits a form and three amigos, but Woods comes back with series of chops and foreign falls with a clothesline and a short to the midsection of Dominic. He connects with Tornado DDT. Trips with Steer on the apron before Drake across the top and hit a draw kick. He climbs up to th- try to go for the Walk rope elbow drop, but Rhea pulls Dominic out of the way, and then he rolls him up for the win at 10 minutes and 46 seconds. This was actually a fun little magic. It was one six out of 10. Honestly, this, uh, if they still had the lightweight title or cruise without this would have been a fun little match there for that title, but it was fun, though. Then after the break, we go backstage. Shinsuke Nakamura in the Miz. Miz was Nakamura. He should have listened to him last week because Raw is not the same as SmackDown. He appeals him once again, has him team up, and Nakamura declines his offer, instead challenge to a match for next week, which is confirmed it has been. Then we go backstage to Chelsea Green, Sonny Deville. Local wrestlers on the petition. Do we hear the voice of this woman tag champs for Kyle Rodriguez and Liv Morgan? They walk in and tell Deville and Green if they want a rematch for the tag toss. All they have to do is ask, and then they sell the petition. So that match has been made for Raw next week, but I'll couple that after his review. 
Story with the semi-final match of the World Heavyweight Title Tournament, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. This is a rematch from SummerSlam 2016. So match starts with a lockup, and then they go back for submission holds. Rollins is short to the mid-session of Balor, but Balor comes back with a draw kick, and then closes out of the ring. Hit Rollins is a sling blade and toss Balor in the, back inside the ring, but Balor hits a serious knees to the head. He goes back in the ring, powers him into the barricade, paying homage to that 2016 spot where Rollins hit the Balor, which Balor had a shoulder injury. Then we come back, break Rollins, fires up several chops, clothesline, super king, and a second clothesline. Goes to the top, let's go find where Balor rolls him up for a two count, and a Balor locks in an arm submission. Rollins escapes, and Balor catches with a sling blade. Rollins fires by a super king, knocks Balor out of the ring. He falls him out there, sends him another one face versus the ring. Rollins tosses Ballard in the ring and delivers a rolling elbow. Falls him with another kick. Finn climbs the top of Rollins, meets him up there, rolls through. Does the superplex Falcon Arrow, but Ballard escapes and plants him. He fires a fire stomps on Rollins in the corner, blows a drug, he climbs the top, looks for a gritty girl, but Rollins rolls out of the way. Then he just a pedigree, looks for the curse, but Ballard rolls out of the way and delivers it in first. Curve stomp Rollins at the Balor, which was actually kind of cool. Then falls up with another curve stomp for the win to secure his spot in the finals at 13 and a half minutes. I give this one 9. Sorry, I give this one 8 out of 10 as well. Easily one of the best matches of the show. Honestly, we kind of knew Rollins was fancy, so he will go to Night Champs to face the winner of the SmackDown side. Overall, this Raw actually wasn't that... It was okay. I give it like 6 or 7 out of 10. So the matches of the night was the two quarterfinal matches and then the semifinal, basically the tournament matches. That's all you need to check. You can skip the rest of it. But that was Raw. Now we will go to Tuesday, May 9th. So we will start with Stardom's Golden Week Fight Tour Night 6. So the Oma and Triple Threat match with Saki Kajima defeat Aya Sakura and Waka to see. Tatsuyaka, oh my god, I can't say her last name. Tisaki Yama by Bossacraft, 3 minutes 55 seconds. And Tatsuyaka with Queen Quest's Lazy and Mayo Amasaki. Defeat Hanago and Yonimitz more feed Giant Backbreaker, eight, eight and a half minutes. Tatsuyaka, we have Don Lamondos, my guy, my Sakura, defeat Wing Gordas, Heenan, and Saida via Diamond Elbow Drop. Nine minutes and five seconds. Eight women Tatsuyaka with Oitais, New Blood Tag Team Starlight Kid, Ruka, Momo Watanabe, Natsuki, Higo Torum. Defeating Club Fiends is one or Sarge Jamie and Shirakawa. Brian May, Xena, and Jesse Fiat's Wonton Bomb, 10 minutes and 18 seconds. Six women tied to match with Queen Quest's High Speed Champ, Asumi, Sai Katani, and Yutami Hayashista. Defeating God's Eye, Scott, Star Champions, Feature Star Champ, Emisori, and Mirai, Tewa Suri. Via Torture Rack Bomb, 12 minutes and 16 seconds. And tied to match with Mafia Bella, that's Julian Tekla. Defeating Suzuki and Mai Sarah, Fit Glorious Driver, 12 minutes and 51 seconds. In the main event, in a six-woman tag team match with Cosmic Angels, Ars the Sarah Champs, that's a boy. Sorry, in no, in a way, defeating Stars, IWG Woman Champ, Mayu Atani, Asuki, and Koguma, via Flying Screen. Oh, sorry, in Cosmic, that was also the World Star Champs, Ham Nakano. That was 16 minutes and three seconds, so that was stardom. And then we will go to NWA Power. So we had a new opening match for the TB title. The champion title first national champion. EC3 ends in a time limit draw. Six minutes and five seconds. You able to clown to be Ricky Moore. Two minutes and 33 seconds. Bully Ray defeat DZK in eight seconds. In the main event in a tag team match. Blood Force drama. That's carnage and damage. 
versus NWA World Heavyweight Champion Tyrus and Chris Dawes in a double count, seven minutes and 47 seconds. So that was NWA. And now we will go to NXT. So we kick it off with a recap of Indy Harwell's speech before vacating the women's title last week. And then we see the eight women participant in the women's title tournament lined up on the ramp. So before I get to the match of the quarterfinal matches, so it's Gigi Dolan for Tiffany Stratton, Roxanne Price versus JC Jane, Larry for Care for Keanu James, and Fallon Henley versus Corey Jade. So we had two of them on this show, and then this Tuesday kind of will be the last two quarterfinal matches. So we get over to the first one with Gigi Dolan versus Tiffany Stratton. Match starts with a lockup. Then Gigi Dolan steps Stratton into the corner, wears her down, but Stratton comes with a double stomp to Dolan. Gigi fires back with a form, and but Tiffany targets her shoulder. Dolan throws another form, falls with a series of knees and pair of lariats. Hits a big boot before Stratton hits a springboard elbow. Dolan delivers a roundhouse kick to her head, but Stratton gets her up on her shoulders and plants her with the prettiest moonsault ever for the win. At four minutes and 29 seconds. This wasn't a bad match. Four and a half minutes. I wish it was a little longer. I just went six out of ten. And then we go after the break. We see NXT champ Carmelo hits Trick Williams in the barbershop. Williams says he'll beat Braun Breaker in the show. Carmelo tells Trick while he's not 100% clear yet. He appreciates everything Williams is doing. Williams says, well, the outcome is for Hayes. He's participating in the match for himself. Then Carmelo informs him he'll be watching. Then we go to our second match of the show for the NXT Tag Team Titles. The champions, Gallus, Mark Coffey, Wolfgang, Divinity, Zedaya, Jagger Reed, and Rip Fowler. Gallus <clears throat> goes straight to work on the diet. Then Mark Coffey hits a body from Jagger Reed in the ring as Rip Fowler and Wolfgang are brawling on the floor. Coffey hits a short town knee to Wolfgang, tags in Wolfgang. Reed does the series off and tags in Rip Fowler. And Fowler hits a clothesline and a stomp to Wolfgang and then try to go for a suplex, but Wolfgang reverses and plants Fowler one of his own, then takes him back in Mark Coffey. Reed makes the blind take a diet to double team on Mark. Fowler hits an integrate before Reed hits a flatliner as we go to a commercial break. We come back for break. Reed takes and hits a super kick to Coffey, then takes Wolfgang in. He drags Fowler to the ring, shoves Reed in the corner, whips him to the opposite corner, and hits a crossbody. He climbs to the top, looks to go flying, connects with it, and takes Mark Coffey. Gallus plants Reed before Wolfgang takes back and gets Reed on the shoulders. Coffee runs to but Fowler trips him. This allows Reed to roll Wolfgang up for a two count. Coffee sends Fowler into the announce table and then tags in. Wolfgang tosses Reed <clears throat> to Coffee, but Reed escapes and catches him with a DDT. Fowler takes it. We see Ivy now appears at ringside, beats down Ava Rain. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wolfgang takes advantage, takes in, and Gallus hits the running boot TKO combo for the win to retain a toss at 11 minutes and 3 seconds. Not a bad magic. It just went six out of ten as well. Then we had to do a video commentary backstage of Thea Hale, Ducats, and Javier Bernard from earlier in the show today, which will lead up to our coming match. Then we come back from break. We had to do a video of a hooded figure watching Silver Noble moments that happened to relate to the women's division over the past few months. We don't know who it is, but we'll find out soon. Then our third match of the show, Ducats and goes with Javier Bernard. So they lock up and get this match dirty. Then Duke shoves Bernard before Bernard rolls out of the way. Duke forces back inside, and Javier fires off some right hands on him. Duke responds with a short tackle and a body slam, but Bernard catches him with a kick, connects with a DT, and it's slightly in the locks of a chin lock. Duke escapes by throwing an arm drag to Bernard, but Bernard fires back with a right hand. Duke gets fired on towards back elbow, sidewalks on the stairs right hands, sent on German suplex, and then the razor's edge for the win at 3 minutes and 57 seconds. I get this one 5 out. Wasn't This one wasn't too bad. Then we go backstage to Fawn Wilder and Mr. Stone. Stone asks 
Fun several this or that. So questions for uh, he come physical encounter to Wagner and Luca Casino ensues. He's on level up. He's they're giving him this lawyer gimmick. And then after the break, Gals runs the double mind and Bruce Creese tells Gal to watch their NXT tag team titles. And then we go to our fourth match of the show. Eddie Ford goes along with Damon Kemp. This was supposed to take place last week, but probably due to time constraints, they didn't have time. So it's on this week's episode. Two match starts with a lock up in the eighth row. Damon Kemp go back forward with submission holds before the rope hits a crossbody, but Damon responds with an uppercut and then hits a few right hands. Rope delivers a big boot and a during suplex and then locks in a single leg Boston Crab. Kemp makes it to the bottom rope to break the hole, but rope hits a little kick and another German suplex and then a modified elbow drop for the win at 4 minutes and 57 seconds. Not bad. I give this one 5 out of 10. And then while the, we go to... Our fifth match of the show, the one, one of these matches we're looking forward to on the show. Ilya Drano goes along with Dijak. So Dijak waits no time to look for a big boot, but Drano catches before it hits a series of chops. Dijak fires by one of his own, leading Drano up to ex- execute a series of rapid fire chops. He climbs to the middle and hits a knee, climbs up to the top, but Dijak pushes up with his Drano crashing to the outside. Dijak gets him back and ring fires with right hands before they go back for elbow strikes. Dragoff hits an integrating roundhouse kick to Dijak's head, but Dijak responds with a boot and grabs a chair from the timekeeper's area. The referee warns Dijak against using it. Looks to grab from by Dijak uses the moments and the referee crying, flying halfway across the ring. Dijak hits Drano with the chair in the midsection for hitting it across the spine. And then the referee calls for the bell. So Ilya Drano gets the win by DQ at 4 minutes and 26 seconds. I actually like this match. I know it was pretty short. I give this one 7 out of 10. And then after the match, Dijak is driving, crashing in the ring post and hits a chokes him on the apron and then traps him under the ring steps and then steps on onto them. I imagine we're getting a rematch at Battleground, probably like a street fight or a false Canadian match, but I, I want to see these two go at it again. And then our next match, match number six, we got Charlie Dempsey goes one with Tyler Bate. So Dempsey delivers a series of cuts and Bate returns to favor. They go back and forth. Bate hits a suplex, Dane shooting star press, but Dempsey catches with a double underhook suplex. Bate looks for a chop block, but Dempsey dodges it. Bate and Dempsey go back. In fourth exchange uppercuts, Dempsey walks in a, at the at the automobile stretch. Bates gives head to airplane spin as we see Joe Gacy appear at ringside and confronts the North American champ Leslie. Drew Gulak gets involved where Bate goes flying, takes both Gacy and Gulak out. He looks to go flying, but Gacy delivers a cheap right hand, the cheap shot right hand to Bate. Dempsey hits another butterfly suplex for the win at three minutes and twenty six seconds. I just want seven out of ten. I kind of wish they went a lot longer. But I get you have nine matches. So I imagine we're probably getting a five-way match at Battleground for the North American title, which I would not mind seeing. After break, we go backstage and McKenzie Mitchell is with Dragon Lee. And she asks him a question before he can answer. We see Heritage Cup champ Noam Dar appears on the television screen behind them. And he fights him to be the guest on the revived Supernova session next week. And then Dragon Lee accepts the offer. Their seventh match of the show, tag team match, Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen go gets the Hank and Tank connection, Hank Walker and Tank Ledger. So Briggs hits a boot to Ledger right out of the gate, and then Brooks Jensen, Hank Walker, they dip bra on the outside and then they tag in. So Brooks, so Briggs and Brooks deliver double suplex before Jensen hits a double drop. Hank shows Jensen in the corner, tags in Ledger. Tank delivers a body slam, but Josh takes back and hits a boot. Jensen takes it and hits a heart attack for the quick win. At 3 minutes and 39 seconds. Not bad. I give this one 5 out of 10. Then after the match, both teams shake hands. 
And then we come back for break. We have to the latest episode of the hard hitting home truth with Nathan Frazier. He's just so many XC stars having drafted to the main roster during the draft, but many spots open up remain to see who the spots are meant for. He discussed Noam Dar and the Heritage Cup, and he says he has a strange relationship with his baby. Then he puts him on notice, so he doesn't have long with it. And then match number seven. I'm sorry, match number eight. This is the final quarter match of the show of the women's style tournament. Laurie Falcaria goes along with Keanu James. So the winner of this match will meet the winner of the Found Haley Core J match. Like Tiffany Shaw will meet the winner of the Bronx and Perez JCJ match. So match with Keanu James hits a short title, then go back forth, try to pin each other. Keanu counters Falcaria to the member that sends us to a commercial break. When we come back for break, Falcaria hits a code breaker. Keanu Knee to the ribcage, falls out short in midsession. But Carrier does draw kick up the middle room and hits a chop in the right hand. Delivers his uh, kicks and dumps James out of the ring for a tosser back inside, hits into Gary. Then hits a normal like suplex for a two count. Climbs the top row, goes for flying, but James gets her knees up. She executes a power, a beautiful power bomb for a two count. Then Carrier hits a spinning back heel kick to score the victory at eight minutes and 51 seconds. This was a fun one. I give this one six out of ten. So Fakir moves on to the semifinals. Then we go to a video of Gallus celebrating their successful defense of the exiting tag team titles where the family Tony D'Angelo and Stax walk in and D'Angelo requests a title shot. Joe Coffey tells the family to leave and D'Angelo promises the family will get what they want one way or another. And in the ninth and final match of the show, the main event, Braun Breaker, then walked out for the NXT te- NXT title, goes along with Trick Williams. Match starts over the lock before Trick Williams has a draw kick, fires over right hands, and delivers a short few shorts in the midsection of Braun before Trick sends him crashing the outside, hits a series of right hands, tries to send him to crash into the timekeeper's table area. Sorry. Braun manages to avoid and hits a suplex to one side now stable, then gets him back in the ring, fires over right hands, and back body drop, falls with a German suplex. Hits a second suplex while over a spine buster and short tackle. Trick plants Braun, delivers a drug flying close and falls over to Yurinagi. Braun comes back with a power slant spear and it locks in the stunner recliner. For the submission went at 6 minutes and 39 seconds. This was fun. I gave this one 6 out of 10 as well. Then after the match, Braun Breaker locks in the star recliner once again, but we hear the music of NXT Jim Carmelo Hayes. He runs to make safe. He is just throwing rights and left hands of Braun. Tries to go for a springboard crossbody, but Braun catches him in with a beautiful spear and holds up the NXT title to close out this week's edition of NXT. I actually enjoyed this week's uh, episode of NXT. I would give this one a 7 out of 10. Honestly, for matches, I just recommend checking out the Ilya Dragunov Dijak, Tard, Bay, and Dempsey. The, the core final matches weren't too bad. I liked the Fakiria Keon James one a little better than the Stratton Gigi Dolan one. But the semifinals right now is Tiffany Shaw will meet the winner of Perez and JT Jane. And Larry Fakiria meets the winner of the Fallon Corey J match. And then next week, this Tuesday coming out as we're recording this on Friday, it's the last two core final matches. And then for Battleground, so far on May 20th, only two matches made is Carmelo Hayes' defense against Braun Breaker, the NXT title, and then the finals of the Women's Style Tournament. So that was NXT. And now we will go to Wednesday, May 10th. Only one show. We had Dynamite. So in a double Jeopardy match, we have Ring Armor, while Jim Clyde Custom being Ring Armor, while Tide Champ Ray Phoenix, 14 minutes and 28 seconds. So basically the winner... So since Cloudy won, he gets a shot. Him and a partner of his choosing gets shot at the Ring of World Tag Team Toss. Had Phoenix won, he would have got shot at the Ring of World title. For the Air National title, Orange Cassidy retains against Daniel Garcia at 13 minutes and 33 seconds. In a no-holds bar match, Julie Hart defeat Anna J, 9 minutes and 17 seconds. For the Trios title in an open house match, the champions House of Black, Brody King, 
Buddy Math, Malachi Black, defeating Best Friends, Chuck Taylor, and Tramperetta, Tino Bandito, 8 minutes and 13 seconds. In the main event, inside with Steel Cage, John Moxley defeating Kenny Omega, 14 minutes and 48 seconds. So that was Dynamite. And the close of this week's show, we will end it on Thursday, May 11th. So we will kick it off with uh, Ring of Honor. This is episode 11. So Mark Briscoe going to be Shane Taylor in the opening match, 9 minutes and 46 seconds. And our second match, Blackpool Combo Clubs winning our world champ, Clyde Cousineau and William Yuta, defeating the foundation as Red Tyson and Tracy Williams, 8 minutes and 6 seconds. And our third match for the TV Tallest Mojo, the champion retains Blake Christian, 3 minutes and 59 seconds. And our tag team match with the Righteous Dutch and Vincent defeating the Infanteries, Kyrie Brown and Sean Dean, 4 minutes and 29 seconds. That was our fourth match. Match number five, Robert Renegade defeating for Fixin, 2 minutes and 56 seconds. Match number six in the Battle of the Max, Willie Mack defeating Ninja Max, 6 minutes and 11 seconds. In our seventh match in a non-title match, six-man tag team champions, the embassy, Brian Cage, Con and Toy Leona, defeating Adam Priest, Lucky Ollie, Victor Benjamin, three minutes and 19 seconds. Kyle Fletcher defeating Toy Depth in eight minutes and seven in our eighth match. Match number nine, Air Fox defeating Anthony Henry, nine minutes and 36 seconds. Semi-main event match number 10, eight-man tag team match with Dark Order, Alex Reynolds, Evil Ono, John Silver, and Stu Grayson, defeating the Trustbusters, GSK, Slim J, Sunny Kiss, Teaming up with Farsi athletes Josh Woods, six minutes and four seconds. In the eleventh and final match, the main event of the show for the women's title, Athena, the champion, retains his sky blue, fourteen minutes and forty-one seconds. So that was Ring of Honor. Then we go to GCW's Brooklyn Fight Night, a rare Thursday night show. So for the JCW title, the champion Jordan Oliver to be called Rock. It was supposed to be uh, John Wayne Murdoch, but unfortunately, he had a family emergency. So Colorado took his spot. And then and tag to match the SAT, Joel and Jose Maximo defeat Wasted Youth. That's Dylan McKay and Marcus Mathers. Alex Coughlin defeat Juan Call Manders. Sawyer Rock defeat Rob Shit. Charles Mason defeat Jimmy Lloyd. Non-title match, Blake Christian defeat Extreme Champ Joey Janela. For the GCW World Title, the Champion Monster Slim Rich retains Alex Price. In the main event, Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Tony Depton. So that was GCW. Now we'll go to Impact Wrestling. So, Masa Slamovich defeating Killer Kelly, 8 minutes and 44 seconds. Nick Alls defeats Sean Jean, 3 minutes and 27 seconds. In tag team match with the good hands, Jason Hodge, Scott, John Skyler defeating DK, Black Tours, and Crazy Steve, 5 minutes and 9 seconds. For the Impact World Title, Steve Mack on the champion retains against Rhino, 8 minutes and 58 seconds. Dirty Dongo defeating Johnny Swinger in a minute 48. In the main for the Knockouts Tag Team titles, the champions to Coben, Kylan Kane, and Taylor Wilde defeating Knockouts Champ Dion Perazzo and Jordan Grace, 10 minutes and 26 seconds. So next week's Impact, only two matches made so far. Exhibition Champ Trey Miguel versus Laredo Kid, not title match. And Alex Shelley, John Fikrasher, and Yuya Yamora. Teams that go against Eddie Edwards, Frank Kazir, and Moose in six-man tag team action. And then I'll run down the Under Siege card that is May 26th. So for the Impact World Tall and a no DQ, that no DQ match was made after the Steve McElrano match and, and a last chance match for not go to World Tall. Don, Don, the Ana Perazzo defense drawn great, so Grace Lewis, she can't challenge for Tall as long as Perazzo is the champion. Trim McGill defeated the Exhibition Tall against Chris Saban. In a fatal six-way match, the winner gets shot at the Impact World Tall. Alex Shelley, Eddie Edwards, Frank Kassir, and Jonathan Gresham, Moose, and Yuri Amora. 
Six-man tag team match with designs Angel, Dina, and Khan versus Sammy Callan and two mystery partners. Trini is in action. I know who it against, but I respect I'm not going to spoil who it is. Nick Aldis versus Kenny King. And for the Impact World Tag Team Toss, the Bullet Clubs, Ace Austin, Chris Bay defends against Salt Culture. That's Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. So that's the Under Siege card so far. And then we go to WWE Main Event. Where we had Emma defeating Roxanne Press 6 minutes 11 seconds. And Akira Giselle defeating Nathan Frazier 7 minutes and 48 seconds. So that was the main event. And in the close of this week's episode, we have Night 5 of the Dragon Gate's Hopeful Gate Tour. So in tag dimension, we had Dragon Dia and La Estrella defeating Natural Vices. Open the Bravegate Jam, Jason Lee and Kazi. Via Modify Clatch on Jason Lee, 9 minutes and 38 seconds. Six main tag dimension with Natural Vice, Big Splash, Mushu, Jackie, Funky, Kame, and Yute. Defeat Minior, Kato, Nagano, and Dagi Yanaguchi. Feel Liger Bomb on Yanaguchi, 11 minutes and 6 seconds. Tag match with Takachi Yoshida and Punch Tamanaga. Defeat Shahiko Boy and Problem Dragon via Pineapple Bomber on Problem Dragon, 4 minutes and 8 seconds. Eight man tag match with the Dragons, Ultimate Dragon, and Dragon Kid. Team up with Kajitori and Ida. Defeat C. Francis, D. Monte, Kai, Ishin, and Hyo via Pinball D. Monte, 8 minutes and 23 seconds. In tag match, we had M3K, Shimoshi, Moshuki, and Yashuji Kondo. Defeat Open the Twin Gate Champ, Shuji Kondo, and Noraki Doi. Defeat Jumbo Pan and Kondo, 9 minutes and 21 seconds. Tag team match, we had Don Fuji, Mitsuzaki, Moshuki, Moshizuki. Defeat Open the Triangle Gate Champ, BB Hulk, and Yamato. Defeat Gato Kacho, and Yamato, 14 minutes and 19 seconds. In the main event and six man tag team match, we had Open the Dream Gate Champ, Madoka, Doka Kayuta, Open the Triangle Gate, Kota Mayor, and Shun Skywalker defeat Open the Triangle Gate Champ, Ben K, Yuki Yoshioka, and Strong Machine J, Fayette Roland Larry on Strong Machine J, 21 minutes and 19 seconds. And that is the show this week, guys. I'm your host, Ethan Black. I'll be back on Sunday along with John. Double the shows from Friday, May 12th through Sunday, May 14th. Have a good weekend, guys, and stay safe.